Kutwach, Kutwach, special day from Shabbos Nevar from Stephen, from hopefully creating the Achdus, to be able to soon get the Torah, and all of us are as one, united before God. So the Tanya of yesterday and today. What we're discussing here, chapter is, we have this overarching question, which is really to lead us to another question that we're going to come to understand by the end of chapter 53. But now at 51, what we're dealing with is, how can we say that God is found in a specific place when at the same time we say he's everywhere? If he's everywhere, then obviously he's in that place. He's every place. So that's a meaningless statement. In order to understand that, we looked at our soul and our body to understand how our soul relates to the body because from our own flesh, we can extrapolate on a much larger scale God. So my spirituality is really a microcosm of his. And we saw that our soul has three levels of relationship to us. On the first level, when she first enters our body, she's so huge, relating to every part of our body, but not being perceived by any part of our body. And then she becomes much smaller and is expressed on the most spiritual part of our body, which is our brain. And there in the brain, she's giving it life, she's giving it the ability to function, and she's expressing all of the energies that will later then come to all parts of the body. But for that, she needs another minimization. And only when she's small enough, much smaller than in the brain, can she relate to each body part, giving each body part its life and its specific energy for its specific job. On Thursday, we said that was all for us to understand what goes on with God in creation. So, so too with God in creation, on the first level of God in creation, he is equally everywhere on this most intense level of infinity, of essence infinity, and creation can't absorb a thing. So he's giving life, but creation isn't getting anything because he's so high and intense and powerful that creation can't absorb it. Which leads us to a philosophical question that we raised yesterday. If we're saying that God is equally found everywhere, then how can we speak about higher and lower levels? There's no levels. If all of spirituality, for sure, is divided, differentiated by spiritual energies, and if God is giving everything equal to the highest levels beyond any spirituality we can fathom to the pencil on your table, what's levels? It's all exactly the same. So that I've explained that even though God is giving equally to all, but they're not equally absorbing everything. Because there is, and it's very interesting, that the Rebbe writes this has a slight difference. From our perspective, it's a humongous difference. But I guess because from God's perspective, all of creation is getting such a constricted version of self, that the difference between what Atsilus is getting, the highest level of the four worlds of our solar system, and what the Pennsylvania table is getting, not really much of a difference. We think it's a very big difference because to us, we're thinking small. Like if you would say, wow, that person's on welfare. Wow, that person's a millionaire. I mean, that's quite a big difference. But if you compare everyone to infinite wealth, 
the welfare versus infinity of wealth and the millionaire versus infinity of wealth, that's not that much of a difference. So the Rebbe says that how can we say differentiations of upper world and lower worlds when everyone's getting exactly the same is because though God is giving everyone the same expression of himself, essence, infinity, but it's not being received by them all equally because the higher you are on the spiritual evolutionary scale, the more you can receive from what he's giving. Meaning, just like when we're talking about our soul, and our soul gives each body part, not the same energy, but specializes that energy to fit that body part's function. So everything here, every level of creation, though on an essence level, is receiving exactly the same from God, but is not because we don't feel that essence level. So on the level we feel, which is many, many levels removed from that essence level, that essence energy has been constricted and constricted until it can become small enough for us to absorb. At that point, everyone's not being given the same absorption. There's two factors that limit it. One is how constricted God's energies have become. And two is how many garments are filtering God's energy until the recipient receives it. So what we call upper spiritual worlds have less constriction and less levels of, of garments, of filters. And what we call a lower spiritual entity has more constriction on the godliness it's been given and more layers of garments filtering the energy until it's ultimately received by this lower recipient. So in core, in essence, the highest spiritual creation and the lowest spiritual creation is getting the exact same thing. But neither of them feel that at all. But in terms of what they do feel, what they are consciously receiving, the higher spiritual entity is receiving, from our perspective, much, and from God's perspective, a bit more than the lower one, both in terms of degree of constriction and in terms of how many garments that constriction has to flow through. So what we've done here basically is given the truth for two levels of the metaphor, the parable of our soul and our body. Meaning we said our soul and our body has three levels of relationship. The first level, intense soul energy, penetrating every aspect of body and not being perceived at all. Level two, constriction, be revealed in the most spiritual part of the body, the brain. And level three, even further constriction to relate to each body part as per its need. So the Rebbe sketched out for us what level one and level three represent. We skipped level two. Level two we're going to discuss next chapter. But what level one represents is God vivifying everything equally from his intensity of self, infinity of essence, and not being perceived at all by creation. And level three, through some transformer, conveyor belt of level two that we don't know what it is, God has made his energy so small that they can be absorbed by creation. And here we get to differentiation within creation, because just like the soul gives each body part exactly what it needs, so too God's energies, each creation is absorbing and is getting, but it can absorb in a healthy way. 
meaning there's no point and it's actually, it will be a negative situation. It will be the opposite of positive. If God chose to give a level of creation, energy bigger than it could absorb because it would not work. It would, in the spiritual term, we call it it would cease to exist. It would just become nothingness in the intensity of God's energy. We might say it would just fry itself out as if your blow dryer was pulling the same electric wattage as your central air conditioning unit. Well, they both use electricity. True. But each one has to pull the amount that it needs and can absorb and therefore can do its function. But if the smaller item is absorbing way beyond its capacity, it's not, hey, if a bit is good, more is better. It actually will cause it to destruct. So if these lower levels of creation, spiritual creation, would be absorbing the same as the higher levels, it's not just there would be no differentiation, all would be higher, it would actually be destructive because they wouldn't be able to exist because that godliness would overwhelm their capacity. And then, again, here we're on the, as we're calling level three of God in creation. His, his, his energy is getting smaller and smaller and smaller, not just to lower and lower spiritual entities, but to vivify our physical ones. That just as everything in all the spiritual world is God, so it's everything in the physical world is God. And just like in the spiritual world, in the physical world, in essence and core, we are being given from the essence of God's infinity. And just like in the spiritual world, we can't feel it, we can't absorb it at all. And then, just like for the spiritual world, something happens in level two, we don't know, and then the energy is able to be constricted small enough to get to us. And as we're saying, God has to get really, really, really small to vivify physicality that it remains physicality, meaning our world is a world of physicality, gashmias, and even more than that, it's a world that we call chumriyas, a coarseness which denies, which negates God as its essence source. So how in the world could something exist solely by virtue of God's energies, and that thing totally denies the God that is energizing it? Only through an awful lot of constriction. So therefore, there's tremendous, tremendous constriction until what's the accomplishment of this physicality? So we can create a world that's dead, dead meaning that there's no perception of God's energies at all. But everything in this world, even inanimate, a blanket, a pillow, a piece of plastic, it's all existing by virtue that God is energizing it. But it's dead in that it has no sense of God that's energizing it at all, which is exactly what we need. Because if it did have a sense of God energizing it, it would cease to exist as a pillow or a piece of plastic, and it would revert to godliness, which we don't want. Because what we want, of course, is that we come along and we as human beings interact with this piece of plastic and use this piece of plastic to serve God and reveal godliness in a piece of plastic. Sort of like um, today's Harkei, the opening Mishnah speaks of Hashem could have created the world with one divine utterance, but chose to create it with ten. And the Rebbe expounds on this idea many times. That that means, in brief, a world of one is a world where you perceive God. A world of God's thoughts. A world of ten is a world of a tremendous differentiation that seems totally separate from God. God created a world of ten so we could come along 
and uncover that truly it's a world of one. For us to be able to uncover that it's a world of one, the one has to be there implanted in the creation. But for us to have free choice and the ability to function, the world has to perceive itself and be truly a world of ten. But embedded in the ten is the one. And that's exactly what we're saying here in the Tanya. Slightly different words, but the exact same concept. In its core, the energy of this world is God's essence. But in its functioning reality, the energy of this world is so minuscule that creation could be a world of ten, could not perceive its godly energy, its godly source at all. Because no, it's vivified by God, has no perspective of God as its life. But underneath the ten is the one. So when a Jew comes along and freely choosing, because he also feels completely separate from God and could even have doubts on God's reality, and yet he overcomes that and he makes the choice and he chooses to find God in the plastic and to use that as a means of serving God, he's accessing within the ten, the one. He's accessing within that minuscule, minuscule godliness that was so so constricted, that essence, peace of infinity that is truly, truly the core of every creation's life. So the Rebbe says in a technical way, everything of this world, of our physical world, is from Malchus of Asiya. Malchus, as we're going to discuss at length next chapter, is the creative energies of God. Asiya is the lowest spiritual world. So therefore, this physical world, which is viewed as the physical manifestation of Asiya Ruchnis, of the spiritualized Asiya, everything is from Malchus of Asiya. But the lower on the totem pole, the less godliness it receives. So everything from this world is coming through the filter of Malchus of Asiya. But the inanimate of this world that need the least and can handle the least amount of God's energies because they have the least life in their existence, everything they're receiving is Malchus of Malchus of Asiya. Those terms might be familiar to you now that we're doing Sirius HaOmer. We speak of the configuration and blending of all of these divine energies, that these ten energies subdivide into ten, which further subdivide into another three, which further subdivide into another three. So really, every one of them have actually 90 manifestations. So on any spiritual world, you have 900 basic levels. But the point we're trying to say here is that all of this physical world is coming from the lowest spiritual creative energy possible, Bachos of Asiya, within which the less life you need and the less life you have, the lower you're going to get from Malchus of Asiya, which is why everything inanimate receives from Malchus of Malchus of Asiya. But at this point, we understand, I'm using the word, of course, understand loosely, the first level of God's intense essence self giving to all of creation without creation absorbing it at all. And we understand level three, which is God so constricting his energies through so much constriction and so many layers of filters that each creation receives exactly as per its capacity to exist. And the missing mystery is what's going on in level two. And the entire chapter 52 is devoted to discussing that, which we just finished chapter 51. We'll start 52 tomorrow. Any questions? It's a